everyday political stories fill our airways. Warning the national chairman of the police community relations from the regular. It is time for us to unite and move the step forward. To the absurd. The seven president has sent prayers to your member. News headlines get us talking. For every story that makes the headlines, you need experts and analysts. The complaint basically is they will say motivation. I mean, the pay yeah, is not yeah, good. Motivation and even the moral and then we don't produce. We consume. You see, the social investment program was almost like a charity funding. Did it reach the poorest of the poor? And in what form? You borrowed and dashed people money. Dashed. Every weekday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m., join Ponsa Fanab and Gilbert Joseph on Nigeria at Sunset as they dissect trending political and social issues, bringing light to darkness and voices to silence. Because as I am now, I'm a very confused man. Because whether to go to left or go to right. Good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanab. It's a beautiful Tuesday evening, 13th of uh, February 2024. Gilbert, how are you and how's your day? How's it going? I'm good. I'm doing all right, Ponsak. I appreciate the sort of day that we have had today. So I think um, it's, it's worthy of note. Yeah. Well, uh, we give thanks. Uh, the weather has been, I'll say, uh, hot. I, I, I almost got tempted to return home and pick up my umbrella. Um, yeah, was, you know, Gilbert is, is an interesting uh, kind of human <laughs> being because when it's rainy season, you barely see him with umbrella. But when is you know, the weather is hot and sunny, you always see him carrying an umbrella around. So I think he's talking the past. And <laughs> you need to come back to civilization again. <laughs> What stories have you followed today? Yeah, um, basically, MFLA, you know, the past SGF, that secretary to the government of the Federation, boss Mustafa has testified to the effect that his name was forged, you know, by the former CBN governor to, to get approval for a whooping sum of 6.2 million U.S. dollars um, in the guise of election observers, foreign, for, election, yes, observers. foreign ele- election observers funds. And of course, um, President Mamadou Buhari's signature was also forged, or his name was also forged in that allegation. Um, basically, again, the man testified in court today, that's Boss Mustafa. And you do remember that there was another testifier yesterday on the same matter, on the same subject matter, who said the approval or that MFLA got you know, for, the, for those funds was um, for the foreign election observers. And, I mean, it begs a lot of questions. At the weekend, you remember this type of show we had on Friday? Yeah. When I got home, Saturday, coincidentally, we had a chat with my friend mm. who moved to the UK barely two months ago. Mm. And we're talking about the state of Nigeria's economy mm. and the candidate he supported in the last election, you know, and the role that Emefile played regarding Nigeria's economy and its current state, yes, you know, and all of that. He said, look, and you could imagine the same man while appearing in court took a Bible handy 
to the court and what sort of image was he trying to portray? To say that, look, when he was committing the crime, he didn't think about the implication and whether or not he was religious or even a Christian or whatever religion he professed, all that didn't come to his mind. But as soon as he was facing trials, you know, he began to walk around and parade himself, I mean himself with a copy of the Holy Bible. So we're basically trying to just mull over some of the ideas that politicians or tactics that politicians would come up with when the law attempts to catch up with them and um, the consequences of their actions. Well, a lot of people have said, you know, made comment about, you know, this MFL. But uh, for me, I think at this point in time is uh, giving the government support with all of the investigation uh, while also urging government to respect his right because uh, when they were, you know, I would say bastardizing our economy and dollarizing, you know, our economy, uh, they never thought of, you know, the ordinary man. I don't think at that point in time, MFL uh, even had an inclination that there was uh, such a sup- supreme being called God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that Because, I mean, why, uh, when you are committing those evil acts, you forgot that you know uh, God has asked us or humans in Micah six eight that you have to uh, be just and be merciful. Uh, but when you know you are being called to account for your uh, shortcomings, that is when you carry the. So you see how, and I know that the unfortunate thing is that a lot of people believe you know the uh, theatrics that he's sure. playing. Sure. But while in office, and you know, yesterday I had the privilege of anchoring. An event yesterday, yeah. and there were big, big lawyers. You know, uh, people in the judiciary. You know, they were there yesterday, and they were all saying that no, we don't have political will to do this. And then I asked, I said, where do politicians get political will to steal? To steal. But to they don't have political will to do true. good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same political we will use to steal uh, the, instead of do good. It's the same will, but why can't you not just channel it into doing good? Well, I think we should introduce our guests because we're going to have this conversation in two parts. Uh, the first part we're going to have with the um, uh, national uh, president of the Middle Belt Journalists uh, Forum. Uh, he's the president of the Middle Belt, uh, Middle Belt Journalists Forum. He's a former political editor with Al Jazeera News and championing civil society military partnership uh, to end the current killings in the zone. Uh, we have Mr. Jonathan uh, Edi. Good evening, and thank you, Mr. Jonathan Ipa. Thank you so much for coming, and good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Plato. Good evening, everybody. All right. Uh, I mean, uh, let's. I, when you walk into the studio, you gave me you know this invitation card. Mm-hmm. Uh, the North has been, especially the Middle Belt, has been plagued with you know insecurity for, I'll say more than two decades. You know right now, especially in Plantu State, we've seen this you know recurring uh, decimal. How do you, and you've practiced you know this novel uh, profession for many many years? What do you think are some of the challenges you know of reporting the correct or factual situation of things uh, in the Middle Belt? Well, uh, first and foremost, uh, the, let me say the, it's unfortunate that we're having this uh, current uh, decimal on the plateau, in Plat- Nazarua, Benue, Southern Kaduna, and other parts of the Middle Belt. Mm. We know that times are hard, things are hard, there's killings all over the place. 
the climatic change resulting to the migration of illegal migrants into Nigeria, the northwest, northeast, and the rest of them. But for now, we are concerned about what is happening within our domain. Mm. Uh, we are not comfortable that uh, the killings, the killings in Plato, the killings in Benue, Nasarawa, Southern Kaduna are refusing to give way. But then, as given that as maybe we are lucky to have uh, one of us, uh, somebody from Southern Kaduna who is in charge of the military. So what will you tell Mr. President for appointing your own to be in charge of the military? Now, what we are telling the people is we, there are a lot of killings. We're not comfortable with the killings. But yeah. what do we do? We have to find solution. And as, of course, as journalists, members of the fourth estate of the realm, we owe the society a responsibility to, to make sure that uh, the community is sensitized, to make sure that we're able to hold the military accountable to their role as the, the constitution empowers them to defend the territory. Now, if there's this misgiving between the host community and the operating uh, uh, military, that will not go down well. Now, when you ask about why... Yeah, but in uh, yeah, I understand, you know, this is a very important point of collaboration that you are saying. Okay. But in some communities in Plateau, especially uh, just some weeks ago, uh, the people of Mangu uh, expressed lack of confidence, you know, in the military, saying that uh, the military are not helping. And in most communities, you know, even uh, they revered uh, General Theophilus Yakubu Danjuma. Some years ago, he came out to say the military is colluding. What will you say to people, you know, uh, to reignite that confidence, you know, in the military because uh, in most cases the military have, uh, the people have, you know, uh, shown that the uh, confidence that they have in the military is degenerating. Uh, I started by sympathizing with the families of those who lost their loved ones during yeah. the crisis. Yeah. Uh, both in Plato, in Benue, in Nasra, Southern Kaduna, and everywhere. Yeah. Now, what we are saying is uh, the military is doing their part. The communities are doing their part. The political leaders have to do their part. We as Jewish journalists also have to do our part. Now, what we're saying is sometimes the situations are not as bad as reported on the social media platform. Take, for instance, if there's killings in Mangu, for instance, and 10 people were killed, and in the course of rushing to the press to file the report, and I said 200 were killed. And I went to on my social media platform to pick some old photographs. Maybe I, I want to exaggerate the story. Mm. I picked some old photographs of where people were killed somewhere in neighboring West African countries. And you Clearly that's call, mischief. Yeah, you call it to put it. Are you helping the people? No, you are not helping the people. You are rather inflaming this ember of disunity. Because the relations of those who had that 200 people were killing Mangu would definitely want to organize for a repressor. And what I'm saying is, the social media must also be trained in such a way that this information we are disseminating are not allowed to kind of create more havoc. Now, you talk about General Tiwa Dajima talking about colluding. Yeah, as a former chief of army staff, the man knows what he's talking about. Now, we are saying that the military is not sent. We are not sent as journalists. Those people outside there, the community we're also working for are also not sent. There could be mistake here and there, mm -hmm. but the best is not to exaggerate this situation. The best is to bring two people together, which is part of what we're in Plato for, to bring the communities that are affected, were affected by this crisis, to bring the military, to bring the journalists that used to report, carry up this report together in the round hall together so that we'll be able to 
put heads together, exchange ideas, and see how we are going to work for the communities. Yeah, um, with so much respect to you, I, I want for you to be able to contextualize mm -hmm. when you say um, the social media kind of exaggerates mm -hmm. some of these reports. Mm -hmm. Um, because one could mistake it to mean that the situation is not as dire as we have it in the country. I just wanted for you to shed some no, light or uh, no. even more clarification. Uh, uh, not. If, if you know the reason why we are only out here is to make sure that the scenario does not go beyond where we are, we are concerned. For instance, I'm married from Kindle, where the crisis took place. Now, if we're talking about a crisis, if you are not affected, you will not understand. I am affected. I was affected in uh, some part of Nazareth. I'm affected from my in-laws. I'm affected from virtually everywhere. So I'm affected. And we cannot afford to sit down alone. And we, we should be able to play a role. There are a lot of killings going on in the plateau. There are a lot of killings going on in some part of the middle bed. What do, do we do? We sit down together and begin to write a report? No, we must wake up in form of adding our voice. We condemn the killings in Kaduna, we condemn the killings in Niger, we condemn the killing in Benway, we condemn the killings in Nassau. We here, we are condemning the killing in Plato. And we also told the military that, look, you have to do something. If the people cry and they're saying, Killers are coming from here, and they're passing through this angle, and they're moving there. But then, don't forget the military, they're also human. They need some kind of uh, substantial evidence and uh, uh, sources of information to work upon. Sometimes the information we are talking about are not as genuine as what it ought to be. Now, we're talking about landscape, where you put mango Bokus and the Bank in Ladi, just this three local government, they're equivalent to one country in, in West Africa, Burkina Faso, Togo, Ghana, and the rest of them together. Now, when you're looking at the size of the military we're having, not up to, not, uh, not more than 350,000 servicemen. Now, these 350,000 service personnel are divided, some going to Northwest to first Boko Haram, some going to uh, where to take hand tackle uh, uh, kidnappers, some going and some, some of them providing security for the big guys in Abuja and the rest of them. Now, all in a few are left to tackle all these large-scale crisis areas that we are talking about. Now, it tells you that it goes beyond bringing the military to move to those areas. We too must play a role by sensitizing the people, by educating the people, by also alerting the various communities. When you see something, you say something, you report something. You don't wait until some of these things happen. Now, where we are concerned is when an incident happens and we overblow the matter, rather than help the situation, we end up alerting the other side to prepare for repressor attack, therefore creating tension, creating more havoc, and even of sapping the strategic, the operational strategy of the military. This is where we are concerned. We believe that if I and you talk to the people, if the civil society come together and hold the military accountable, where they are supposed to send personnel, sometimes they don't do that at the right time. Now, this is our job. So, there's killing going on in Bokos. You don't have to wait until it gets to uh, uh, Bangu before you mobilize your men. Sir, there's killing where we suspected some people fully armed, moving on bike, moving through those uh, buses. Yeah, but what if they don't have uh, orders, you know, to go after the killers? 
we 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 the, when we talk about not having what to go after the killer, it is like, because that's one of the main problems. In fact, Nigerian governors will say that that is uh, what they will come out on February 28th and talk to us. Where what we're doing is we're to engage them in the town hall community. The chief of defense staff, General uh, uh, Chris uh, Musa, and his uh, commanders will appear before the, com- the communities will sit down at uh, a town hall uh, meeting here in Jos. They will sit down together. We discuss. They will air their differences. The military will also talk, and we agree on modalities. But on the serious note, what I'm saying is, if the other person could not protect us, now God have answered our prayer, they have bring our own to be in charge of the military. So it is left for us to hold this our own closely and talk to him as a brother. Look, they are killing your brothers. What do you have to say? I'm sure this will provoke more action than any confrontation. If we adopt confrontational strategy, it will not help us. What we need at this critical moment is to engage the military, sit down with them side by side, face to face, and tell them, look, there are still killings in Mangu, and they pass through this place to this place, and this and this and this, and engage them. And when the community cry, it is the responsibility of the journalists to rise up to the situation, you know, provide all the necessary information, and put them on toes until results are achieved. Let's look at the implication of some of these things. A food crisis, inflation, of course, you know all of the attendant consequences that this holds. Um, in terms of government intervention, when I mean government mm-hmm. at all levels, um, what are your expectations and what have the responses of governments been so far? Let me tell you, my brother, the government has failed in its responsibility in taking care of the citizenry. That is not what we're saying. Now, what we're trying to do is to encourage them to do more. We're not giving hope. We're not giving up. We believe there is still hope and there's still... When you touch the states of Benue, Nasra, Plateau, Southern Cardinal, this for a low, you have tampered with the food supply of the country. Because this is where bulk of the food that is consumed in Abuja, the federal capital, are produced and fed into. This is where the, the manpower, when you're talking about farming, bulk of what, takes, what it takes to feed Nigeria comes from this angle. Now, for eight good years, these people have not been able to assess their farms. Now, what do you expect? Of course, prices of food stock will go up. Now, for the past few months, we notice that uh, there's a, a change of government. The change of government, change of security architecture. Now, what do they know? The new people that have come on board need a synergy between the civil society partnership with the military to be able to energize them. If they are adopting the old methods, what we are saying is the old method did not help us, it did not favor us, so there is need for a new method. And what, how do they get to know about the new method? The new method is they will have to engage the civil society, they have to engage the various community, their stakeholders, sit down together, this is our problem, this is where the enemies are coming, and what do we do, and what do we expect you to do, blah, 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 that they will do. If they do that within one year, I can assure you by next year, farmers will return back to uh, their farms, food production will be there, prices of food will clash. I'm glad that you have some experience, you know, at the international level of reporting, or mm. even this job. Mm. 
the thing with donations and donor agencies mm. over the years what have you witnessed in terms of these people trying to just send in aid and um allow for other people down here to distribute have you been comfortable with that i mean we have seen donations even internally wife of the president had given some sums of money to the state government you know there have been these donations over time and there's also a, a report um to the effect that donor fatigue is setting in Now in light of all that mm-hmm. and accountability of course mm-hmm. what do you reckon has been the performance of leaders in in the area of equal and even distribution of some of these resources Well you see when I was coming to Josh I was reminded of the fact that uh, as a journalist I'm an activist and uh, uh, sometimes we criticize and because of criticizing we expect that the authorities will kind of embark on some reforms to make things work the truth of the matter is the leadership in the middle belt has not been committed to the cause of their people that is the fact i've said it's time without number our political class have been shying away from committing their energy the way other people do for their people when it matters now we have to hold these people accountable to their people if you are elected a senator as a representative governor you have primary responsibility is your people your constituent our people have not been able to do that now when you are talking about donor agencies coming to contribute do this blah 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 the, the donor agency cannot contribute their resources and then come back and go to the grassroots to share it they expect to see the will the good will of the leadership and that is what is lacking now what are we doing we want to hold our leaders accountable for their people it was here on the plateau that we learned that uh, uh, palatit was it palatit people were jumping to warehouse to cuff away palatit that were meant to be shared to these people now when you have palatit meant for the people and you do not share it immediately and people that are hungry you can't go and keep it in the warehouse you are waiting for election days to go and campaign are you working for the people must you have to wait until the people are hungry before you go and give them what is meant for them is that kind of completely uh, a kind of a negation of our constitutional responsibility or in terms of accountability to the people now if you're talking about civil uh, international donor agency coming to plateau going to benway naswa to give it what are the local leadership doing the leadership must take responsibility for their role in making sure that their people are okay now when you wait until that type of calamity happen it becomes very difficult to manage the people are people that are hungry are people that cannot access their farmland are people that run without with just some of them with just their uh, boxers and uh, some of them have their children killed i mean it's so traumatizing but that is not what we we don't want to discourage anybody we want to kind of we can rebuild the hope the military still have the capability the civil society can hold our political leaders accountable to their people and collectively along this line we'll be able to get to the promised land yeah all right uh, i think that uh, you've uh, really spoken extensively about uh, some of this thing but uh, what are you doing i mean what is this uh, forum the middle belgians forum doing to ensure that it protects journalists because journalists have died you know in the line of duty mm. reporting some of these mm. uh, activities and you know uh, the kind of job that journalists uh, do i think that uh, most of the time uh, even the tech home home doesn't take you to the next bus stop uh, but what have you done to ensure the journalists have been protected and those who have uh, lost their lives in the course of duty gets uh, they deserve well deserved honor that they uh, need uh, first we talk about the retreat 
the retreat which is coming up February 28 here in Joe's Chris Hotel precisely. We is intend to train our people on how to report conflict and some, some of those things without necessarily uh, throwing the rest of the society into some chaos. Now, uh, there's this issue of uh, fake journalists that have been disturbing us. And when you fake have, journalists? Yeah, when you have fake people among you, uh, this, uh, they, it, that leads to this issue of uh, image. And the moment you have image problem, some other people outside there may not take you serious. But then on a more serious note, our political leaders, when they win elections, instead of picking among the core journalists mm-hmm. as their media people, their PAs, and all that this thing, sometimes they prefer to go and pick their party men here and there to work with without actually carrying those that are, would have managed their image in the way they would do. That one too, we are fighting. Now, on a more serious note, we are also engaging the military to patronize the journalists. Patronize means in terms of advert, when the, the radio station is able to get substantial advert to run its house, it will be able to pay uh, its uh, workers. The politician must also patronize the local media outfit for their advert. Once that happens, the local radio station, the lo- online platform, the newspaper, we have generated enough sufficient funds to be able to pay their staff and take care of their welfare. But on a more serious note, we then must develop a platform where the government will go into partnership with the, the journalists in terms of uh, welfare. There's no amount of money you spend on journalism that is a waste. It's not. Because they are going to pay back by sensitizing the people and mobilizing the civil society to support government uh, uh, policy and programs. All right. I mean, your final word uh, right now, uh, the uh, president of the Middle Belt Journalist Forum, Mr. Jonathan uh, Ipa. Your final word. I'm on the plateau. Appeal to the people of Plateau and the Middle Belt that let's cooperate. Things are hard. Bad, our people were killed, but then we must learn how to manage the situation in such a way that we turn it to our own advantage. Let's engage the military and get them to work for us rather than confrontation. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, wish you well. Uh, thank you. Well, dear listener, the second part of the interview will commence in a short while. Stay here. Every day, political stories fill our airways. Morning, the national chairman of the police community relations from the regular. It is time for us to unite and move the step forward. To the absurd. The Senate president has sent prayers to your member. News headlines get us talking. For every story that makes the headlines, you need experts and analysts. The complaint basically is they will say motivation. I mean, the page. Yeah, is not yeah good. motivation and even the moral, and then we don't produce. We consume. You see, the social investment program was almost like a charity fund. Did it reached the poorest of the poor, and in what form? You borrowed and dashed people money. Dashed. Every weekday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m., join Ponsa Fanab and Gilbert Joseph on Nigeria at Sunset as they dissect trending political and social issues, bringing light to darkness and voices to silence. Because as I am now, I'm a very confused man. Because whether to go to left or go to right. Yeah, well, uh, glad you're still here. This is the second part of the interview. We have Mr. Moses Kobroda with us. The program is Nigeria Sunset. My name is Ponsak Fanam. My name is Gilbert Joseph. Good evening, and the Moses Kobroda. Thank you so much for joining us. Good evening, listeners. Listeners, it's my pleasure. 
Yeah, well, uh, so many issues we have on the plateau, but I really don't know where to uh, start from. Uh, but what do you think of, you know, uh, the, I would say, the sack of the tertiary workers that uh, former Governor Lalong uh, hired, uh, hired, and then uh, Governor Mutfang has sacked them. Now, what do you think about that? Well, uh, I am not within the palace of government to clearly state, without exaggeration, why government decide, decided to sack the head of tertiary institutions. Yeah. But I want to say this being a key player within the sector, that government had its reasons for appointing temporal management within the tertiary institutions. Inasmuch as the decisions taken was less with impunity, but then the question we are supposed to ask ourselves is that. Yeah, I, I understand your point that the decision taken lays with impunity. Yes. But Governor Mutfang himself you know, said that uh, he's not going to cancel any recruitment when he was campaigning for office. Well, you see, it is one thing to be in government and it's another thing to be out of government. Some of us have a dual identity as far as this issue is concerned. What do you mean what by that? Well, the dual identity is we are for and against. And what I said, why I said for and against is this. I was privileged to head a department. Interviews were conducted based on the provision of the edict establishing the institutions. And people who were found accountable were recommended to the management for onward transmission to government. Only for us to discover that even the people that scaled through the interview were never offered the appointment letters. We interviewed people, results of the interview were given. People appeared before the panel of interviewers to justify their reasons why they should be appointed. Yeah. Let me say this with a heavy heart. One that was given a black market employment, because I call it black market, because they did not follow the due process, came and was attached to me and given the responsibility to supervise the project of the students. It the, final, the final project? Yes. Okay. It will interest you to know that he does not even know what it means to define an abstract, let alone to know the content of the abstract. Abstract of a long Abstract history. of a project. 
Before I became a lecturer, I had taught for six years as a part-timer. I had to appear before a panel of interviewers for two and half hours to justify the reason why I should be given the employment to lecture in the tertiary institutions. But today, some people just sat down. Some head of tertiary institution just sat down somewhere, typed appointment letters and distributed it as if it is a bean cake, beans cake, without going for merit. This is the problem we, we had because of this quest for it is our turn. Now, when you go for it is our turn and you don't go for merit, you don't expect this mess not to come to pass. When people hold position of leadership and look at it, that it is our turn to religiously protect and defend our religious or tribal interests, you don't expect anything short of what you have seen now. The other, as the other part, which I said I am for, is because there were people who had worked within the tertiary institutions for years as part-timers. Some had spent 16, 17 years. Yet, they were not considered appointable despite the fact that they attended the interview. That is another thing again. Another problem is the former head of tertiary institutions who had their tribal interest to protect, strategically employed or rather engaged, patronized from their tribal extraction and left other local governments and left other ethnic nationalities because they were anticipating that in the near future, government is going to absorb all these part-timers. And at the end of the day, some local government where they receiving it. Like in my a case study of Plateau State Polytechnic, there's ethnic domination because somebody had held sway. I said this with no reservation of apology. I have said it in a Congress meeting, and I'm going to say it in the open and in the secret. You apply to be a part-timer, not even a full-time lecturer, but your ethnic consideration is given when it comes to the approval. And this is very wrong. Plateau State is a... We have equal stake in Plateau State. No single tribe can make you a governor. No single tribe can give you the space of dominance. But it's unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. And I must say this. So, if the government decides, either rightly or wrongly, to say disengage these people because they want to investigate them, they are, they are the employees of government. They are. Now, for instance, you applied to be a rector for five years. And after four years, either overtly or covertly, you were given an approval for another four years. Whereas by the edict establishing, by the, whereas by the laws from the National Board for Technical Education, all rectors in the polytechnic are supposed to go for five years single term. But because one of your very own was there, you felt, or rather they felt you are holding a script or a brief for them, they still went ahead. 
the law of the, 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 wow, the part of lawlessness. So what are you saying? If the government decides to go with impunity in order to correct the wrongs of the past, so be it. There are times that God allows permissive will to override the perfect will. Let's tell ourselves the truth. This state is ours. In as much as I deeply sympathize with those who are affected, because I can also be a rector tomorrow, and if such act is done to me, I will not be happy, because I must be allowed to finish my tenure. But let me just say this. I don't have anything personal against anybody. Just walk into the polytechnic where I lecture. How many students are there? All students have left. I had three classes. I'm teaching students, two students. The other one, eight students. The other one, five students. You see, when you base your leadership... Students have left on what account? They left on account that the, the environment is not favorable. The hurdles are there for them to cross. We have refused to relax those conditions that are archaic, that are not in tune with what is obtainable in other institutions. And to even add salt to injury, the issue of this constant strike without immediate intervention from government has led to where we are today. And then thirdly, the nonchalant or rather the lackadaisical attitude of government towards the improvement of the educational sector has gotten to us to where we are today. Enter and see the facilities. The students are not there. The facilities are not there. I want to tell you this with a very heavy heart that we are defecating outside with the students. No office... Lecturers. Lecturers, lecturers. Yes. yes. No office accommodations. No restrooms or rather no conveniences. So it has become a glorified secondary school. So when the space is created for the students to go out, they go. How much are we even paying for non-accredited programs? How much are we paying for accredited programs as compared to other institutions outside? Let, let's look at, you know, the reshuffled or the newly... Um appointed heads of some of these tertiary institutions. Of course, we did see protests greet some of those appointments. What's your take? And of course, with the series of protests you have witnessed in the institution you work or you lecture, what do you make of such? Reality? Well, you see, the issue is without any contest of this fact, some of these things are politically motivated. Number one, you were not appointed by your kingsman to be there. Your kingsman to be there. You were appointed by government. And you are not living up to expectation. Government is at liberty to remove you and bring somebody that will inject positive steps and you think to turn around the narrative. That's the case on all of the issue on ground is yeah. this. You are an employee of government, first and foremost. You applied. And the conditions stated there was accepted by you. Right? Somebody had left that office before you. And equally, you're going to leave that office. And it wasn't mandatory for you, for government, to still maintain you when it is very obvious you are not living up to expectation. I want to say this. I am just deeply pained because some of these appointments within the tertiary institution were done because someone had, someone had a godfather somewhere. And the godfather, the people in government were answerable to him. 
I want to say this again further. I was somewhere, hanging out somewhere, and somebody was advertising employment, 18 employment in tertiary institutions that is ready to sell for 500,000 naira lecturing appointments. As if you are selling spinach in the market. This is totally unacceptable, highly condemnable. You are dealing with the future generation of this state and this nation. And you feel that because of your convenience, because you know one person or one person or the other within the government, he has given you a tin slot for you to sell. I know of somebody who, he, who was a personal assistant to the head of the tertiary institution who became a merchant of employment within the institution. So if you want to be employed, he gives you his price tag. This is how much you're going to be paid. Why I'm saying this is because even the recent cancellation of the employment, it affected me because my blood sister and my daughter were, were also affected. But I don't think that because the right thing was not done, then I should affirm evil. The truth must be said as it is. Now you are enjoying the seat and the fruit of illegality. You are crying foul. What about others? They were more qualified people who were eminently qualified to be employed. And they were denied the employment. And so for you to come and say the, the, the whole thing was politicized and what have you, and you just key into it because the government of the day was not the ones you supported. That is rubbish. Absolute nonsense. Politicizing of what? You refuse to tackle the rot inside the system. And you're coming out to tell people you don't like this, you don't like the way government... This is government is government. What is good for the goose is also good for Uganda. Yes, if they decide to go the way of impunity to correct the wrong, so be it. So be it. I'm not affirming evil. But if you are now saying that the way and manner you came in, but Mr. Moses, yes, yeah, um, you have repeatedly said exactly, you know, using impunity, impunity. to correct, yes, the wrong. because itself, they did not follow the is act. Not, it's not a righteous yes. word. Yes, it, the impunity itself is not. A, but God sometimes allow permissive will for His perfect will to come to pass. Well, God is God yes. Is God. That is, of course, what did God said? He said, "I have raised Pharaoh and I have hardened his heart so that I can manifest my glory." So it was God. You, are you telling me that, uh, of course, the scriptures, the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. He turns it wheresoever he will. God knew the heart of Herod would be hardened. But he want to punish Herod. These people were permissively. You, they recruited the kind of people they want to recruit to carry out their bidings. How can you sit down in a brothel and then begin to give a, a employment letters? Uh, well, I, I mean, this is rubbish, please. Let's uh, open the conversation. Yeah. Let's, let's open the conversation. You can, I have my proof. I can decide. You, if you want, be, call me any, well, any well, panel. I can prove myself. Proof. We're here to see the yes. proof anyway. Yeah. They well, refused. Yeah. They, if, of course, if they constituted a con committee for us to have an interface, we would have told let's, them the truth. Let, let's let's open the uh, phone line. 0812187777. Or we call 0905566699. We've been having a chat with uh, De Moses Cobroda, and we're looking at uh, several issues here. Gilbert? You can drop your comments on Facebook at JVM Live and on XYJFM Joss. 
Yes, let's take the first call. Hello, good evening. Good evening, Constable Gilbert Joseph and your guest there in the studio. Good yeah. evening. Yeah, tell us your name and join the conversation, please. This is Comrade Marambulus Mandiu calling you from Defo in Bokos. We're listening. Thanks for calling. You shouldn't know what, uh, interject what your guest is saying. He's saying the plain truth. That's the truth about it. Yes, no, he, 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 he's both emphasizing the, if there's anything like that, no, the lesson of infinity, you know, to correct the, 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 the misfortune that, that this, no, application has done, you know, here on the plateau. So what are we talking about? You know, I have so many people that they were given what, you know, appointment letter in the, you know, to teach in primary schools in the streets or at home of some of the the supporters, the allies of our, the, the past administration. No, new process was not followed no, from the secondary, primary, and what have you. So we, we, we want an sanity in the educational center. You, you want to employ somebody that no, cannot even do anything. And we are crying out that no, the government has to go to borrow what money to come and pay what. No, do you know that no? There are some offices that people have to sit down and close without doing anything. You know, to chat and do nonsense. There. And after, at the end of the month, they will be given what uh, uh, money that, uh, that they didn't pay for. So what, so what are we talking about? So the right thing should be done. The right, right. people should be given what the, the, uh, the right job you know, to do, to handle. By so doing, in fact, the IGR, you know, money will come into the covers of the government and things will work well. Thank you. But in a situation where you bring somebody that cannot even give anything, produce anything, and you, you look, look, let's tell ourselves the truth. No, I really appreciate what the government, no, Th- thank you. no, you know, is doing. Yeah, this is a much we take. Thank, thank, thank you, thank you. Zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven, or call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Turn down the volume of your radio, or you turn it off completely. And then you join the conversation. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Yes, thank you for calling. Yeah, my name is Suleiman from Magama. Thank you for calling. We're listening. Yes, sir. Let me just make my comment briefly. We uh, lost connection. Uh, Maybe, Gilbert, you help us take some comment and then we'll come to the guests. All right. Let's start from X. Where um, Dimas is saying, but the good news is he has asked them to reapply, so the qualified people will be employed. And Sadi is saying, please, the government should reverse this decision because the state has suffered a lot. And he's appealing there. Anti Pass says, I have listened to the Commissioner of Higher Education saying that there are departments that are understaffed, yet priority wasn't given to them. If that's the case, then yes at um, Governor Mutfang is right also. We need water, please. This is a call. Iso D. Mashat Maren says, Truly an average man in the streets of Plateau is disappointed with, um, with, action, with the action of the military. We prefer state police, not military barracks, he is saying. And on Facebook, Ayodele Agbabiaka has this to say, The economy needs serious help. But our leaders, are they ready to match actions with words to find lasting solutions to this um, downward economy we are experiencing? Comrade Longard says, it's good to celebrate um, the governor because our eyes have seen, our hands have touched, development is going on, more of God's grace. All right. Albert Akaya says, if the sack is lawful, then it's in order, except if the governor went against the law, 
or any other law guiding their appointments. The responsibility now lies on the governor and the president to fix the economy. So the sacked workers um, are Nigerians and can survive. Elkuka Gohan says, Seriously, nothing is good there. At least all are plateau indigents. I wish the investigation made would have been the steps to follow, not sacking them all. And Donzi says the academia has the conscience of the society where ethics, morals, and standards guiding humanity is nurtured. For a government to begin to take actions that are not properly anchored on justice, fairness, um, is to sink the educational sector and sending more families to poverty. And Caesar Benjamin says, because La Long admission on the plateau has not been yielding good results um, in terms of educational sector, incomplete. Uh, Mashatism Karl Marx says, I believe that changing sector commanders in Bokos, Mango, and Barkinladi will go a long way to improve the security because somebody somewhere has compromised. We don't need more military barracks on the plateau. Peter Darin says, Government should look into the process of the employment that brought them on board. If it was legitimately done, those sacks should be brought back. If it was through the window, I think it's okay. The right thing should be done. And Sam Nyam says it's a really difficult situation. And there are a lot of different perspectives to consider. One possible solution could be for the state government to offer some kind of support or assistance to the workers who are sacked. It will certainly be a show of good faith on the part of government. Steve, Tongpam Zulong says, from the legal point of view, okay, if it's correct, the governor should do the needful. Supreme Mafia says, um, the reason is best known to the government, but I think the governor should be transparent and tell us, as he said, he will do. We need to know the outcome or the result of what happened about the former administration's employment that led to the sack of the newly employed people by the present administration. And Julius Achigak says, the sacking of the plantry state tertiary education workers by the government was not good, but the government should have checked the processes that brought them on board. Nen Dungbam says, I think the governor should have given time to see their productiveness first, even though those he appointed are not bad because their track records are there to speak for themselves. Politicizing even, even education cannot be the way forward. And Godwin Sule says, as for me, the governor is right based on his own understanding of the situation. Smart, AK says, with all sense of sincerity and respect, sorry to say this, your guest has only been proffering paper solutions to the crisis that, okay, than the pr practical solutions. Why did he only hammer much on overstating situations but never talked on underreporting situations? Okay, Ponsak, can we try the phone lines? Yeah, maybe after this we're going to... Okay, zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven, or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Well, I think that uh, uh, let's come back to the guests, uh, Mr. Kabura. What do you think of uh, Governor Mutfang's uh, term is office? This is you know about close to one year now. What will your honest and sincere assessments be? Well, um, after the Supreme Court judgment. A lot of people have a lot of expectations now that there are no 
attractions and distractions. Have a lot of expectations. So far, so good. When you drive around the capital, you will literally agree with me that there are ongoing projects. The biggest problem we have in this state is this attitude of both looking and psychophancy when government is in place. If the government is not doing the right thing, we are at liberty as plenty people to come out. So is there any and thing that the government is not doing that is right? Well, for the time being, the massive road constructions going on are activities or programs that needs to be applauded. But the other aspect is, sorry to say this, I wasn't a part, a party to the team that supported him. But then, perhaps with the tempo of this development going on, some members of the opposition will have a heart transplant and they rethink if he sustains this tempo. But then, one thing which the governor have not run away from is the usual political culture of I have a godfather and the shrine in which I'm coming from is owned by my godfather. Therefore, I go back to him and receive my dictates and receive the blueprint of my program. When you have a godfather that you are totally answerable to, it means you don't even have a blueprint in the first instance before coming, or you are not prepared. Secondly, in as much as somebody has assisted you, that does not mean you are totally subservient to the person. You must have your program. And that is why he's making mistakes in some of the appointments he has made. That is Governor Mutfang. Yes. Give us a case in point. Because Which it, it, in my local government, for Christ's sake, okay. I want to use Pachin as a case study. Most of the appointments, apart from the transition committee chairman, who is not even doing well in the first instance, are all non-gas-speaking tribes. As if it was a crime for us to pitch our tent somewhere. It was a game of interest. This is why I belong to without any reservation of apology. I believe this man. And I followed him to a logical conclusion. This is outrightly wrong. You think you're yes. being sad line, you know? Of course, we have been relegated in government. In not. In Pangshin, not local government. We have been relegated. Is that where the and even the people, comes from? Eh? The speaker, is that where he comes from? Yes, that's why. But he's not from PDP. He's from YPP. Forget about this marriage of inconvenience. What we are saying is that the truth of the matter is that we have not been, 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 been equitably represented in the government. We have been treated like leopards in this government. And it is really paining us because we all belong to Plateau State. We are not different from other parts of the state. All appointments in the south, what happens to us? There were people who stake their lives in Pangshin local government. And members of the PDP, they were almost killed. Their houses were almost burnt. Today you have somebody, some people within the corridors of power, they go to the office of the chief of staff, tell different stories. They go to his brothers, tell different stories. They go to his sisters just because they know that... They don't have what it takes to carry the people along. They are only interested in, in catching on the situation for them to maximize their gains. Right. I, will, I wish that the government, 
governor will have an independent team. Go around the local government. Once, let them look for people that are in touch with the grassroots, people that are ready to work with the people and for the people. All right. That is the ideal thing you're supposed to do. Not all this fanfarism, people will go and begin, you know, to, the, to embark on, 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 on campaign of calumny, embark on press singing and, 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 and boot licking, and then you bring them government when they don't have anything to offer the people. Right. Yes. So, but from what is happening now, the infrastructural development, uh, I will score him a bit high because from all indications, it's like he has a hunger and thirst. But the team he has gotten on board now, I doubt it much if it is the typical plateau people we know. I doubt it on board if something good might come out, out of Nazareth. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Moses Kobroda. Thank you for your wonderful analysis. Gilbert, uh, happy World Radio yeah, Day happy today. Happy World Radio Day. Yeah, um, you just took that off my lips. Yeah. Um, this is wishing you more of the experience. And of course, listener, this is wishing you as well. Yeah. Lots and lots of exciting content. I mean, the box. Stay put with radio. The box has come of age. Yeah. Of course. Uh, we've done so much, you know, for the world. My name is Ponsak Fanab. The news will come your way top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Do have a good evening. Bye now. Mm-hmm.